0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: Hey, so Tom Brady Sr. said, quote, we expect to beat the Patriots rather handedly, end quote. Now, listen, I've been fairly consistent about this, whether he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I said it for years while he was a New England Patriot. I don't care what Tom Brady's dad has to say. I have never seen anybody more starving to be famous and starving for attention and sponging off their famous child than Tom Brady Sr. This was the same guy, Connor, who was upset that the 49ers didn't draft his son and felt entitled for his drafted because they. We're season ticket holders to the San Francisco 49ers. Connor, Tom Brady Sr. was a Karen before Karen was a thing. During his interview today that he prompted, by the way, he wasn't invited. He prompted himself. He said a lot of we's and a lot of us's in his interview. Let me make something clear. The only thing that Tom Brady Sr. did to impact the New England Patriots and impact the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was have unprotected sex with Tom Brady's mother. That was Man. his contribution to Tom Brady's success. Connor, my daughter's on the honor roll. That doesn't make me a fucking genius. Nobody's going to mistake me as an honor roll student or an honor roll person. I have nothing to do with my daughter's work ethic and her brains. I don't understand why the media gives this guy the type of attention that they do. Mr. Brady, your son is the star, not you. Stop living vicariously through him. I compare Tom Brady's dad to Vince Carter's mom, two parents that meddle just a little bit too much. Tom Brady's dad, I'm not kidding you, has about as much credibility as Connor and I, so stop treating him like an expert, okay? My sister is a surgeon. I'm not going to call Dr. Oz and discuss open-heart surgery as an expert just because somebody in my family is linked into it. If I say something about the Patriots, don't quote Tom Brady's dad at me like that's a credible quote. Stop treating this sponge like he's a somebody. Thank you for listening to Ray's Useless Rant.
2: Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle. And that there's something bigger
0: going on that's bigger than all of us.
1: we're back yes we are what's going on everybody it's your boy ray with my boy connor and we got a special guest our boy lawrence coming in to join us tonight since we were all too busy yesterday with the uh being sheep and watching the draft release uh guys tonight we're gonna be talking about something a couple interesting things will tom brady come back and do that one day contract and retire as a patriot or could things get too good in tampa bay Do we really enjoy the schedule release, or are we just sheep to the NFL? The Patriots take on the Dolphins week one, and did New England luck out with that schedule? Rob Ninkovich is ready to throw around Tim Tebow, and the NCAA again proves just how ridiculous they are. Thank you guys for tuning in here. Before we get started, I got to tell you that support for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Iron Triangle Concrete Weights. Stop overpaying for weights and gym memberships. Visit Iron Triangle Concrete Weights on Instagram and get your weights today. Tell them that Dear Pats Nation sent you and you'll save yourself 10% off of every order. Street Brew Coffee is the official coffee of Dear Pat's Nation. Visit streetbrew.ca. Street Brew's obsession with the quality coffee has motivated them to develop a unique custom blended coffee. <laughs> craft roast line of superior coffees street brew coffee was developed a product of discerning coffee consumers the sale of every bag of coffee and merchandise will provide funds that will directly impact the homeless get the official coffee of dear pats nation by visiting www.streetbrew.ca guys check out rocky mountain barber company Save five percent using that code ray route connor how do you spell that r-a-y R-A-U-T-H. When you purchase your small batch male hygiene products made with natural ingredients, visit RockyMountainBarber.com. Mar- save yourself 5% using that code Ray route R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. And of course, visit Manscaped.com and save yourself 20 shipping when you use the code route to get your hands on the very best male grooming products. And save 20% plus free shipping using that code route. Connor, how do you spell that? R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. When you visit manscape.com, your balls will thank you. And for any of you who don't know why I was laughing when I got the street brew, good. That's yes. all I yeah. can say. Good, 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 good. Do I have a cup around here? Oh, no, it's <laughs> <scary>. I do. <laughs> all right. What's going on,
2: Lawrence? How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh really excited about the, the release of the schedule mm-hmm. yesterday. I was able to get get some streams out yesterday and today about it. Talk to you a little bit, uh, yesterday before your live run, uh, with, how was your round table that you went through yesterday?
1: Much better than I thought it would go. Um, cause the crowd I was going to isn't really the kind of crowd I usually chill with. I thought I was going to be dead in the water, but I brought my normal chill, relaxed attitude. Even when I rant, I'm more chill than a lot of YouTubers out there. As a lot of people know. So uh it was chill. I brought in it. Uh, they really liked it. Um they've asked me to come back, so I will be uh Tyson Night nice. ni- Tyson who usually does it. Master at work needs uh he's busy right now with some s- big other projects uh with this guy EDP. So uh, not with him about EDP. Yeah. Uh, so while he's doing that over the next, I think until the preseason, I'm going to be doing this round table and Connor's going to be doing this round table. We're going to be alternating in and out as the Patriots representatives. So we're, awesome. uh, we're, we're excited about it. It's a great opportunity to get out there and, and show ourselves a little bit more. Um, so, you know, we wound our schedule back just so we could add something back to it. So, you know, good for us, but you know, this is one of those, it's good for the channel type of things. I don't think we can get away from that.
2: And we all do stuff good for our channels and, you know, their channels, whoever. I mean, when you join another person's stream, uh, you're putting your personality out there. And if people like you, then they come back over. I mean, all these guys here that are talking in the chat, you know, um, not every single one of them uh, you found right here on your channel, I'm sure. So uh, you have something about your personality and Connor, you got something about your personality just wants to attract people right here. And uh, don't do. forget, guys, smash that like button so you can show your support to this uh this yep. stream right here.
1: Appreciate that. Smash it up. Yeah, and uh speaking of chats, before the show even started, our boy Michael Hurt wrote, wanted to go to the Tampa Bay game so bad, but unfortunately, tickets are starting at almost two grand, which is outside of my price range. Uh, so here's ten dollars. We appreciate that, Michael, a lot. Connor and I were just we recorded our Patreon. Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club podcast before we came on here, and we were talking about those outrageous ticket prices. And yeah. the, we have concluded that the TB12 center that took a million dollars in government uh, stimulus during the, the COVID pandemic should uh, take that money and donate it to buy purchase tickets for Patriot fans for that game. That's what we've proposed. That'd be nice. I think so. That'd give me the opportunity to make it to the game.
0: But I agree, two grand's a lot, but I appreciate the 10 bucks
1: yeah we appreciate it keep putting it in so one of us can go to the game well i can't leave the country so it'll be connor nice. oh no, by october i might be able i might be able to get out of the country by october oh by the way we need to make a big announcement i hope that youtube is listening we are not a conspiracy theory channel just so you know um when i said that i was booked on may 20th to get my microchip inserted and then my upgrade on september 9th that was a joke i understand that i'm getting a normal vaccination i understand i'm not getting a microchip inserted uh please stop flagging our videos. (laughs) It it was just, it was, it was just a joke. So want to make that very, very clear to, uh, to the people, the good people and the good algorithm of YouTube that um, I was joking. I didn't think I voluntarily signed up to get a microchip inserted. So I just thought I should put that out there. Yeah. I just ended up reading
2: some of the YouTube ad stuff and realized, (laughs) Oh my god! You could talk about anything controversial; it, it, they'll flag you. Period. end of story, yes. and I'm yes. just like, holy crap!
1: You know, they <sighs> they flagged us for spreading fake news or un on the the message I got was unconfirmed news or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? So when I appealed it, they came back to me and said that I was talking about microchips being inserted, and I was like. Yeah, I, you think I, I signed up to get a microchip inserted? I was joking. I was making fun of the conspiracy. Like, come on, relax. You guys have a little bit of fun, man. So anyways, I, won, I on my second time around, I won the second appeal when I explained, like, it was a joke. You know, Once they watch it, they should understand. Well, they yeah. watched it the first time and still said, no, you mm-hmm. lost your appeal. Really? So I wrote again on a second appeal and said, watch it again and listen to me. I'm not bragging about voluntarily signing up to get a microchip. It was sarcasm, my guy. Because <laughs> I asked Connor if they gave me the chip the first time, what happens the second time? And Connor's one who said that's the, the, the software upgrade. You know you what go. I mean? That's the so it's a joke. Now we're flagged again. I, I know it already. So we're going to have to appeal it. But we appreciate it. It's way too much money, I know, uh, to get to, uh, to Gillette. Um, save your money. Go to the AFC Championship game. You know when yes, we're when we're hosting when we're hosting the Indianapolis Colts in the champion in the AFC Championship game, you nice. guys. Yeah, I'd be all
2: good about that. I don't care if it was you hosting or me hosting. If both teams are in the AFC Championship game, I'm like ecstatic. That's a win right there for either team. the AFC right game this year.
1: Well, by the way, and I'm going to get to Ross's super chat here in a second, but you know that one of our two teams is going to win the Super Bowl this year, right? I would hope so. But I'm going to tell you why. It's out there. I mean, it's it's confirmed now. Okay, so this came out today. In 2016, the Patriots had the bye week, week 9. They won the Super Bowl. In 2017, the Eagles had the bye week, week 10, won the Super Bowl. 2018, lo and behold, Patriots had the bye week, week 11, won the Super Bowl. The Chiefs had a week 12 bye week in 2019, won the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers, week 13 by in 2020, won the Super Bowl. And guess what? The Philadelphia Eagles, the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and the Indianapolis Colts have week 14 byes this year. Yep. That's a good start. The Eagles ain't winning the championship. Miami, it's maybe, but I'm putting it down to the Colts or the Patriots.
2: That's, yeah, I I seen the, the week 14 bye, and I was all excited. And then I was like, oh, the Patriots have a bye that week, too. And then then we face each other right after that bye. Uh, so Both that teams should be weird. nice
1: and fresh then. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen very often. No, boys, it doesn't. That two teams come off the bye and play each other. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that in a long time, man. That would be nice. No excuses for either team. Nope. Uh, our boy Ross wrote writes, hey, nerds. <laughs> Thank you. It's us. Sorry I can't make it at the red Sox game with three beautiful women since connor couldn't make it current score seven nothing with a possible blowout tonight let's go i'll have a drink for you boys and here's here's some money thank you ross
0: so good to be on here with you guys (laughs) hey connor you got a woman god forbid i would be at the red Sox. i
2: don't know oh man so ross was rubbing it hard wasn't he
0: i appreciate i appreciate that (laughs) donation ross Thank but you. for
2: twenty bucks, I think he's allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: I agree. For twenty bucks, yes, that's only fair. Uh, any updates on that girl that you were chatting up? That I was giving you advice on, Connor? No, I think we'll, one, of, we'll, one, one of ours was helping me
0: a little too. So we'll it's have gone. to we'll have to talk after. Oh yeah, so
1: yeah. sign out. Yeah, I think so. the 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 pick went away.
0: Yeah, that's you know, it was good advice by you. Summers also agreed, but
1: I don't know, maybe a little too strong. Didn't work. Uh, Lawrence will tell you after. (laughs) Kinkato says Connor's gonna put money on all those teams. Yeah. I'm not sure which teams they are, but I will probably do this.
0: I can confirm without even knowing what teams they are, I probably put money on them.
1: The four week fourteen teams that we just talked about. The four week Yes. I, I don't know what teams, but I'll bet on them. It's the Patriots, which you've already bet on. Yep. But now you've parlayed it with the freaking the Bruins as well. Now it's Double a red down. Bruins. are trying to win Patriots. money. 93,000. You're going to be a billionaire now. Yep. I'm going to go up from a millionaire.
2: Speaking of King Cato, do you, would you mind if I answered a question of his on one of my streams? Sure. He just popped it up. It wasn't a live stream. He just popped it up. I didn't answer him. But he did ask me, he says, are the Colts Patriots rivalry going to be renewed since both their teams are getting their new young quarterbacks? And that's an interesting prospect. I mean, uh, honestly, I don't think it'll happen because there's, it's not a divisional thing. And the only reason why the Colts and Patriots had a rivalry in the 2000s was because they was meeting in the playoffs and winning their divisions over and over and over and over. So they were facing each other next year. You know, because they were the number one seeds of their divisions, and then they were facing a lot in the playoffs as well. That would have to happen again for it to become another rivalry. So, I mean, it's possible, but uh, it's not as likely as what it was when it was Tom Brady led Patriots versus a Peyton Manning led Colts.
1: I was going to say they also had the two best quarterbacks in the mm-hmm. NFL going up against each other. That was like when the whole Josh McDaniels thing happened. Yeah, and. I think then Ballard came out and said the rivalry's back on. Mm-hmm. We were all kind of like, "What rivalry? That rivalry's dead. Like is dead <laughs> as dead a dead door a yeah. yeah, what rivalry? E- ever since we blew you guys out in the AFC Championship game, like mm-hmm. that in the Deflate Gate game, Which that was it. So.
0: so Sorry, Lawrence.
1: <laughs> no no we never blew them out the, they beat us in a couple but I'm saying that deflate mm-hmm. game 2014 was the last time we played them in the playoffs and when we blew them out that game that was like the official death of the of the rivalry after that because yeah, they, man.
2: they could have been carrying and throwing a teddy bear and still beat the snot out of the Colts that night so I don't you know it, it, that was not a rivalry game at all that was a, that was a full all out ass beating and you know deflate game was a joke in my opinion so Yeah, but um, no, the rivalry hadn't been good since Luck was
0: drafted. That was was the game Blunt ran for like 200 yards, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I would say that at that point, Denver was our bigger rival because they had Peyton, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. we exchanged AFC championship losses together. Like, we beat them, they beat us, you know what I mean? Like, it was – we kind of just exchanged – playoff games and games so they became our rivals because it was Pey- it was Peyton. That was the thing. We weren't rivals with the Colts. We were rivals with Peyton because it was Brady versus versus Peyton. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then when Peyton left, we just kind of we, we shifted our hate from Indianapolis to because listen outside of them being good with with Peyton Manning. Okay, Deflate Gate changed things a little bit because you guys ratted us out. So there's a little bit of harbored feelings from some Patriot fans there. But outside of that, say pre Deflate Gate what is there not to like about Indianapolis? You know what I mean? Like Uh it's, it's not like they have a history of being like a douchebag organization or anything like that. It was just, you were a, you were a team. You had Tony Dungy. Yeah. who talked a lot of shit about the Patriots, you know, and you had Peyton Manning who was at that point competing with Brady to who's the best in the league and who's the best of all Uh time before Brady eventually surpassed him. And that's where the the hatred came from. It was just, we played and we had tight games. You know, I remember the fourth and two play. I remember the, you know, Willie McGinnis sacking Peyton Manning twice and stuffing him. I remember, you know, the comeback in the AFC, in the AFC championship game. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that was the year you guys won the Super Bowl. I mean, we went into halftime. That game was over, over. And then Peyton comes out in the second half and just tears the shit out of the Patriots. So I think that, that's where the rivalry came from. That's where the hate came from. There's, you know, I always say there's no team in the league. I hate maybe Kansas. I don't hate indie fans. You know what I mean? Like, like, listen, you could say, well, because of Lawrence. No, like I hate the Kansas city chiefs fan base, but my boy, Brad, the Brit chief, we're cool. There's people in the fan base. I like, Mm -hmm. and he hates the Patriots fan base with a passion, but there's people in the Patriots fan base that he likes. Um, I don't hate the Colts fan base. There's nothing to hate about them. Even in the now Twitter didn't exist at the time of the rivalry, so perhaps maybe I'd have different feelings today. But for the most part, anytime I interact with your fans, they're very, you know, when you and I interact on Twitter and people respond and I respond, very pleasant. You know what I mean? Like we have very pleasant exchanges and
2: yeah. My opinions on a lot of fan bases happened before the NFL.com took off comments off of their articles. That was basically Twitter for football fans. Yeah. Okay. And it was bad. I mean, that when when it, that's where like all the bad fans in all the world showed up was on the NFL.com comment list under articles. And it was awful. It was terrible. Eagles fans, you'd see Colts fans and, and Patriots fans going at it throat to throat all the time at that during that period, man. It was it was bad, but now it's 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 loosened up a lot better.
0: Now Twitter's taken over. Yeah, Twitter's.
1: But, again, there's a toxic side of Twitter, I would say, for the most part. I mean, Connor, you and I. I mean, I've had an interesting couple of days on Twitter uh, just with uh, someone with cancer on me today. You know what I pretty mean? Aggressive. And, yeah, it was a pretty aggressive tweet. Uh, I invited him on the show to come address his comments, but he blocked me because he's a fucking coward um i'm not i don't usually do this but if anybody would like to tweet at at dylan what was his name connor he blocked me so i can't remember his freaking name um i don't remember the last name on there i'm just gonna pop it up here um because uh yeah, here we go at dylan better d y l a n underscore better b e d d e r Uh, wished cancer on bill Belichick wished cancer on me. So if you guys would like to have a chat with him, he has blocked me. Uh, as soon as I invited him to come on the show, I said, the only stipulation was he had to show his face. He, he blocked me the same with STEMI checks after he kept calling me a loser yesterday because I said I was going to continue wearing a mask. Uh, mainly because a it's a part of my fashion now i match all my outfits to my mask and b i haven't been sick since last march knock on wood okay like i haven't had a cold i haven't had a flu i haven't had anything fuck all of you i'm social distancing and wearing a mask not even because of covid because i'm just i i like not being sick it's great because i'm that guy who gets sick five times a year you know what i mean so it's i've loved it anyways he kept calling me a loser i invited him on the show he's an egghead right? The guys with the egghead. So I said, you're invited to the show, but you have to show your face. So he blocked me. Uh, Dylan Better, D-Y-L-A-N underscore B-E-D-D-E-R. Wish cancer on Belichick. I invited him on here to address it. So then he, he said that Howard Stern does it. So I think him and his 12 followers, he thinks he's Howard Stern. He then wished cancer on me and then immediately blocked me after wishing he wished cancer on me called me a karen and then blocked me sounds like a nice guy it does so i would i would love for him to come on the show so if anybody wants to just tweet at him and ask him to come on our show i would you know that's all i want i just want him to come on the show uh man up look you know i'll take the shades off for this if he wants look me in the eye and tell me that he wants me to get cancer so i can ask him why i mean he does to see me in person he says to see me online if you can't do that then you're just a pussy Anywho, Love Vibration Nation says, the only Patriots game I'm going to this year is the Super Bowl. Nice. Our team needs us to root for them so we can scratch and claw our way back to the top. I'm a Patriots fan. Can we talk about what Brady did when he's done? Go Pats.
0: Yes, 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 and yes. For Mr. Love Vibration Nation here. Thank you, sir. I agree. I'll go to the game when it's in the Super Bowl. I'm not too concerned about the week four. Uh, Patriots, Buccaneers, I know it's going to be severely blown up proportion. I hope the Patriots win. I think that the Patriots will win. I'm very appreciative for everything Brady's done, and I can't wait 10 years from now when we just love him and Belichick equally and we're just extraordinarily happy for all the success they had together. And I agree at the end, go Pats.
1: The media has just completely... They're going to blow this thing out of proportion until... Like, I was saying to Connor on Patreon, Lawrence, I said, we've known that Tampa Bay and the Patriots were going to play since, like, February, when the next... You know, I think right after the Super Bowl, we found out next year's opponents. And yet, the media acted fucking flabbergasted yesterday, like, oh my god, Brady's returning to New England! I can't believe it! His, His dad was calling into radio stations in Boston to talk about it. Like, I'm like, why is everybody acting like we haven't fucking known this for months that the right. Patriots and and, and and Brady were going to play? And, I, you know, I think to me it's like you have the opportunity to watch what what is, I don't care, I'm not going to say arguably, you have the opportunity to watch the greatest quarterback of all time go head-to-head with the greatest coach of all time. Like, this is... Mike Tyson versus Muhammad Ali type of shit. Those battles that we could never see as as fight fans. We never got to see Ali and Tyson because they were in different eras. Well, you're now getting Belichick and Brady who we thought would never go head-to-head. But can I remind everybody that players play the games and coaches coach? So, And there's a whole lot to happen so I don't know how we can necessarily say it's, it's Brady versus Belichick. But I'm telling you right now, here's my prediction for that game. If Tom Brady wins that game. It's not going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Tom Brady wins that game, it's going to seal the deal for everybody. Bella fraud, you know, Oh gosh. Bella fraud, all that. The Patriots are done. They couldn't win without Tom Brady. If the Patriots beat Brady, because it won't be Belichick. If the Patriots beat Brady, we'll see the excuse train ride. As a Patriots fan, who's a true Patriots fan, who's not cheering for Tom Brady, who's cheering for the Patriots, This is a lose lose fucking situation for you because we're never going to win no matter what happens.
0: Yes. Yep. Unfortunately. And at the end of the day, it's just a week four game versus an NFC opponent.
1: And again, if any fan base understands the insignificance of a week four game, it should be the New England Patriots fans. How many times do we say the season doesn't start until Thanksgiving? You know, how many times we say the season doesn't start until October? We've seen the we've seen the Patriots go two and two, you know, coming out, out of the gate, and we always keep saying, "Don't worry, wait till October." And sure enough, usually in October they start to turn things around. Anyways, Lawrence, as an outsider, you're you've seen it all over Twitter today. It's as if no other schedule got released yesterday. It's as if no other game got released yesterday. Only the Patriots versus the box or Brady versus Ballachack or Brady's homecoming or whatever version of it that you've seen. What are your thoughts as an outsider looking in on this? <sighs>
2: Oh, I think the Patriots organization is going to try to make up for COVID for 2020 by the seat cost. That's for one. Uh, my well, that's, that's goodness. The <laughs> that's, that's
1: the aftermarket. That's not the, that's the aftermarket. Not the, not the Patriots seating chart.
2: But I'm just saying, you know, holy
1: crap. Um, no, it, it's, it's a
2: good story. And it's, at least they're, they're, they're bringing up Patriots versus Tom Brady. At least that's a story. It's like when the Broncos, you know, won the Super Bowl and then, or, or, or played in the Super Bowl and then came to play Indianapolis, you know, that was blown up in, in in the Indianapolis media national media as well. Not to this extent because, you know, the Brady Patriots is actually a bigger thing. Like you say, it's just the best coach in the NFL history uh, with the against the best quarterback in the NFL history that was once together. So... It is a good story, but I mean, there is such a thing as beating a dead horse, you know, and they've been beating this horse ever since it was announced. What, like you said, three months ago that you already knew you was playing them. So, you know, that's just my thoughts on
1: it. Yeah. And this story is going to go on for about a week and it's going to go away. And I cannot imagine the week heading into what, into this game. And it's going to be brutal. Uh Ross is just throwing some more shade at Connor, saying seats are right behind home plate, Connor. Now it's 8 nothing. <laughs> Connor's left the building. Connor missed that game because of you guys. i uh, my way to Fenway. King, <laughs> King Cato says, Lawrence, was Harbaugh's Colts underrated? I don't know. I don't know how they were perceived outside the organization. I was a fan of the
2: Colts at that time, so... Uh, and there really wasn't a social media back in that day. So, uh, I don't know how, how did you, uh, as a regular NFL fan, and a Patriots fan viewed Jim Harbaugh's, uh, quarterback Colts.
1: I was such a kid at that time. You know what I mean? Cause that, I, mean, I remember, was it him? Was he was the one who went on saved by the bell, right? As an extra. Did uh, he? Yeah. As a guest. Yeah. He was on saved by the bell. So but, uh, him. listen, I, I was such a a youngster at that point. I think that was because he was there, what, early nineties, right? Late nineties. He was right,
2: right before. I mean, he was the guy before Peyton Manning came in.
1: Yeah. So I was, uh, first of all, I started watching football, like probably around 96. Twitter didn't exist at the time. We got three games a week. We got a one o'clock a four o'clock and a Sunday night football game. And then Monday night, like, and we'd either get the Bills or the Patriots. So unless they – and I guess we would have saw the Colts a couple times because they were in the same division at the at that point. Yeah. But I have no memory of Harbaugh as the Colts uh, quarterback, to be honest. I, I liked the Colts back then. I think they had a pretty decent
2: defense. I think the offense was pretty good. I mean, they made it to the AFC Championship and came one throw away from beating Pittsburgh to get to the Super Bowl. Um, they They were good. They weren't – great they weren't like some dynasty. it was a uh two good seasons and then they had a really 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 bad season got the first overall pick and then history was made uh
1: King Cato 21 says the fan base and the media with their narratives are what we hate take away those and the teams do uh in the teams do we have to hate I think it's Why? like yeah. so I get what you're saying so let's Go because uh, we've somehow really got into B- May- Manning versus Brady, but let's <laughs> let's go back to the that time where I don't care what anybody says, the sporting event of the year was the Colts versus the Patriots when they would play. It would always be a primetime game. Yeah. And you knew it was just gonna be and it was never boring. You know, right. it was never boring. I at that point in time. I didn't care about the media uh social media didn't exist for a lot of those early 2000 games especially in those mid 2000 games little bit of at that point I think I was working I remember like in 2007 2008 I was working overnight shifts at the prison at the time so maybe I would I would be on uh the internet like on on reading some of the articles on google facebook was like in its infancy at that point i don't i know i had maybe had twitter around that time i know i had twitter for a few years before i actually used it and i was an egghead who didn't tweet like i just and my my handle by the way used to be fishing for fish if you're wondering nice. how, how i started on on twitter so to me i hated peyton manning because peyton would win some games mm-hmm. um they were good I would have discussions face to face with people who would argue with me that Peyton was a better quarterback than Brady and that would rile me up, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. especially when they're both in their primes. So, I think it's okay to hate the way I hated Peyton and the way I hated the Colts, like and I've told this I've said this to Lawrence before. I loved to hate the Colts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I loved to hate Peyton Manning. Lawrence, you know, I'm a big fan of Peyton Manning, now retired. You know what I mean? And and I don't care. There has not been a matchup, not Brady versus Mahomes, not Brady versus Rodgers, Brady versus Breeze. There's not been a matchup as enticing, as capturing, as Brady versus Manning. That was the, the prime for me. When I'm old and I'm talking about my prime days of watching football, it's going to be those mid – that wasn't even when the Patriots were winning Super Bowls. That was in between. That's when they were losing Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, though, those Manning versus Brady games were the most exciting time in football for me.
2: Oh, It was a really good matchups. I mean, uh, the Patriots won the first few times, and then the Colts started coming back. And then after, after it got kind of even, it was kind of like you didn't know who was going to win anymore, you know? So yeah, it was it was really really good until Manning left the Colts, and then everything went to crap. And well, if you was a Colts fan, everything went to crap. For you
0: Patriots, it continued on until last year. Right. (laughs) But those those were the best rivalry games. Man, it was Mm -hmm. always a good game between those two, and it was the two best
1: quarterbacks in the league. So, shout out to uh, our Monty Torres. Really appreciate that. And shout out to my boy McChicken. Shout out, Mick Chicken, who tweeted at Dylan. Nice. Sent him the link to this show. Said, watch some of the show and DM at DPN Ray for the link. Come join, boy. Yeah, buddy. So I would love for him to join to to go. Did Mitch he chick- really say, boy? He did. He said, boy. Ooh. <laughs> McChicken says I have a soft spot for Brady Sr. I know you do He, Brady Sr. It's, a, it's very, like an uncle to McChicken Brady Sr. has been very nice to the McChicken family so I give the pass That's right, it's fair uh, wow, well, we're half an hour in, guys, already. This thing is flying. So I was going to cut the break, but I do want to get to uh, one of my subjects. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Before we get to the... I screwed everything up coming on here, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to it. Uh, but this actually comes from Vicarious from Patriots. For those who don't know, that's Joe Kinkato, whoever it's our boy. He tweeted out something very interesting today, and I decided not to answer it. I wanted to a- ask it here. He wrote, I'll post this to Facebook too. If Tom Brady plays through the 2027 season, which it's looking like he, you know, whatever with the hashtag Buccaneers and can win two more rings, would he have enough reason to retire a Buccaneer? If he wins two more rings with them and he plays that long, I mean, I
0: might think consider it right now. It's just hands down. He's got to come back to retire a Patriot man after everything. And I think he will, but I don't know if he, if he wins another two rings, it's going to be basically a whole second career.
1: Yeah, it it would be. And yeah, right now I think it's a lock that he comes and does the one day retirement piece, but yeah, if he won two more rings, like, well, what if he wins back to backs? What if he, what if he just wins one more? Like what if he wins another one this year? Oof. Compete for the next two years. Does he go and sign that one year? Or if he has five years with Tampa Bay and wins two championships, is that enough to say I don't have to sign a one day with with, with New England? Lawrence? I think ah, I, think, I think if
2: Tom Brady wins two more in the next three years, I think he might do that just because. Uh, but at the same time, if he don't win anymore, he's definitely coming back. You know? But that's, that's my thought because, I mean, if you can win – four Super Bowls in five years, you know, or three Super Bowls in four years with a team, which he's done with the Patriots, right? I'm pretty sure he's won three and four before with you guys, hasn't he? Pretty close?
1: Uh, yeah, pretty close. He's won two, uh, three and four twice. Yeah. No, three and four and three and five, sorry. Yeah. Three and four and we, three could, and five. We could have done three and four, but we lost to Philly in between. Yeah. We yeah. went to, he went to three straight Super Bowls. He went to four Super Bowls in five years. One, three, and five uh, went to three straight. That was the second part. The first time he went to three and four and won, won all three. Yeah. Another thing that might uh,
2: have an effect on him, and I don't, I don't know a hundred. I, I would have to go to you guys and your your thoughts on this. If Bill Belichick was the coach when, still the coach in New England when Ooh. Brady retires. Whether or not he's still the coach or has moved on or retired or whatnot, when Brady retires, would that affect Brady making the decision to come back and and, and retire a Patriot? See,
1: I think that Brady and Belichick both have egos. Mm-hmm but I also think that that ego could be in this situation that we're discussing right now, which is the most hypothetical situation we possibly could have came up with. But I just found it so interesting. I had to bring it up. I think though, if you look at this situation and it's Brady's retirement, their egos would also not want them to look like the petty person, right? They would not like, there'd be nothing better in Brady's books than for him to come out and say, I wanted to, but Belichick wouldn't give me a one day contract. Robert Kraft had to step in. Right. And there'd be nothing better for Brady or for Belichick to turn around and go, I would gladly sign Brady to a one day contract to retire a Patriot. He should, I think that their egos would actually bring the two of them together. And the, the egos are so high that it would have to bring them together to make it happen. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yep. I agree. I mean, I think that actually makes perfect sense. I also think it might have to do a little bit with if Robert Kraft's still around, too, because, you know, he's obviously buddy-buddy with Brady. They always have been, so if he's still around, I think he's he'd feel more obligated to come back and sign the contract.
1: Now, here's here's a question for you. <clears throat> I'm not going to get morbid, so I'm going to say it in a different way, but we're talking 2027 now. I know. First of all, he's going to be in his 50s. I don't see him playing until (laughs) 20. But let's say he plays another two or three years. Let's say Robert Kraft isn't actively active with the New England Patriots anymore. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's Jonathan Kraft. Does Brady still feel that connection to the Patriots if daddy is no longer there?
0: That's exactly what I was thinking. It might be a little bit different for him. Because obviously he's super close with Robert Kraft, but I don't know if it's the same with with Jonathan Kraft at this point. So I, I think that might even make more of a difference than than Bill Belichick.
1: Because Robert Kraft is seventy nine years old. Yeah, he's
0: yeah he's, he's going to be eighty. Old, he's
1: going to be eighty in June. Yeah, he's getting he's getting up there. And I'm not saying anything's going to happen to him, right? Because I just I don't wish like I don't even like to talk about those people. Let's say he's just totally not involved with the patriots anymore or let's say he goes and gets another massage and ends up in prison i was getting ready to say <laughs> yeah. well i mean he's,
2: he's got those you know those those time chambers that he goes to you know every once in a while so you know don't, he's got the money to pay for that
1: he does <laughs> so it, it could change the narrative again we are getting into such uh a big hypothetical here that we'll probably never talk about again. I just found it really, really interesting. Uh, I do got some other stuff I want to talk about, but guys, we do got to take a quick little break here. Uh, you got to hear from our, our, our sponsors over at street brew. And I have to get to this ad because we have reduced our time significantly. And I promised them that they'll have every Thursday, right here as you can see by Lawrence, smash that like button if you're not a subscriber please subscribe to the dear pats nation podcast we're here live every monday and thursday at 9 p.m eastern time wednesday we are live at 7 p.m eastern time with our boy uh, well connor isn't but i am with my boy lawrence our girl sarah who will hopefully be back in the next couple of weeks normally goes live every tuesday and saturday we got boston balling we got film rooms we got everything, and you can always come join us on Patreon over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Connor and I release a exclusive podcast Sunday through Thursday. We've already recorded tonight's episode. It will be going up on Patreon, 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 uh, immediately <laughs> following this podcast. Nice. And you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate all of our fan base. And now hear from our sponsors over at Street Brew Coffee. So as most of you know, I consume seven to 10 coffees a day, easy. So partnering with a coffee company was like just the thing that made the most sense for us. And when I spoke to our partners over at street Brew, they told me that their coffee was different. They told me that once I tried their coffee, I wouldn't want to go back to my normal, you know, big chain coffee house. And I'm going to be honest with all of you. I mean, I didn't say this to their face, but I was skeptical. Like coffee is coffee, right? No. Street Brew coffee is different. And that's why, guys, I'm thrilled to say that Street Brew is the official coffee of Dear Pats Nation. And if you'll give me a couple of seconds, I want to tell you more about Street Brew Coffee and everything that they do for the community. Street Brew is a counter-culture initiative that recognizes the less fortunate members of society. It is their desire to inspire others to partner in their social justice movement that addresses the needs of those who need a helping hand to change their circumstances. So... Not only does Street Brew provide you with an outstanding cup of coffee, they're making a difference as they do it. And Street Brew's obsession with quality coffee has motivated them to develop unique custom blended and craft roasted lines of superior coffees. And Street Brew coffee was developed as a product for discerning coffee consumers. As I said, they not only want to provide you with a serious cup of coffee, Street Brew is always finding a way to make a difference in society, and that's why the sale of every bag of coffee and merchandise will provide funds that will directly impact the homeless. Look, you all know, and I mean this when I say it, I will not recommend a product if I don't try it first. And Street Brew dropped me off three bags of coffee, including their signature breakfast blend, They're medium roast and a bag of my favorite, the bold dark roast. And I'm telling you, for somebody who drinks coffee like normal people drink water, I can't encourage you enough to go to www.streetbrew.ca and check out Street Brew's huge line of coffee and products and get your hands on the official coffee of Deer Pats Nation by going to www.streetbrew.ca. Dot streetbrew.ca we've left the link to street brew coffee in the description wherever and however you're watching this show cheers and we're back just so everybody knows that cup was empty when yeah I-, I, was
2: getting, I was actually gonna say you know that cup was empty right Ain't nobody <laughs> yeah. drinks coffee like
1: when i cut that well <laughs> There was coffee in that cup when I started. It mm-hmm. was cold coffee, so I could do the big shot. But that took me about 10 different takes. So by the time I got <laughs> that one, I would already drank all the coffee that was in the cup. One of them, I hit the whole take. I hit the whole script. Like, I hit everything. Like, I hit the whole copy, and I went back to take the sip, and I fucking spilled coffee all over <laughs> me. <laughs> and that ruined the take. That's and that good. ruined the take. And Oh, I...
2: that, you, you should have recorded that whole thing and put it on your Patreon. That would have been awesome. I, own,
1: I only embarrass Connor uh, with, <laughs> the, with, the blooper, with the bloopers. Uh, Kinkano again said Brady said way back in either 2015 or 16 that he just wanted to play to 50. Uh, then something happened and he changed it to 45. The Bucks GM mentioned Brady playing to 50, which made me ask the question. So 50 would be 2027. Jeez. Could you imagine?
0: Imagine. Oh, he does keep changing it. 45 the been, I've heard, for a long time now, though, I feel like.
2: I wonder if 45 was changed because he wasn't happy in New England. Maybe. And he cut it back from 50 to 45. And then when he uh, got to the, the Tampa Bay, he moved it to 50 again. I can't Nancy's crazy though man.
1: <laughs> do I can't do this. until I'm 50, 45. Everybody's retiring at 30, 35. <laughs> I know. I know. Seriously, I don't I retired I don't this see year. It. I'm 34. I had to retire from from football.
0: I'm planning on retiring pretty soon. 30 <laughs> years old
1: probably. Guys, the All Patriots right. are kicking off their season against the Miami Dolphins week 1. Uh rivalry. I was actually there was a lot of people disappointed to see us having to play Miami week one. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that we completely lucked out on that schedule because week one is very different than week six or seven. And yep. if Tua Tango Viola turns out to be who we think they're going to be, or who he could be, I guess, not who we think is going to be, but who he could be, by week seven, eight, that's going to be a good Miami team. And I'm kind of happy to give him at the beginning of the year. Uh, <clears throat> Last year when they played at the end of the season when Tua played against them, he had like 145 yards and an interception. No touchdowns. They ran the shit out of the Patriots. Uh, you're not gonna run the ball in the Patriots this year like you did last year, especially with Barmore and Gotcha and Henry Anderson and uh, judon and hightower and van noy and all the boys that they got back so it's going to force Tua to throw the football a little bit more and he's going to see things that he's never seen before because that's just what bill belichick does he knows how to yep. screw up young quarterbacks yeah week, week seven i'm a little bit more nervous about playing them you know what i mean so i'm happy that we can kind of get to, that's why i predicted them to win the game against miami at home week one uh miami's not going to be in a rhythm yet would you guys agree we got lucky getting miami week one because they're going to be a good team this year Um, It just depends when they get their rhythm. And I don't think they're going to have it week one, especially with a lot of the other changes they made. I think that was the perfect time for the Patriots to be able to get their first shot at them.
0: Right. And I was going to say exactly that Bill Belichick usually eats up young quarterbacks and Tua really only has what six games under his belt in the NFL. He hasn't played much. He doesn't have a lot of experience and Bill Belichick usually feasts on those, on those guys. So week one, the spotlight's on him. It's his first time starting to start the season. Everyone's got the pressure on him. And I think that Bill knows it and they're going to blitz him like crazy.
2: Uh, Ray, you made a good point about Tua and and starting off early. I mean, it's, it's the same reason why I think the Colts are going to split with the Jags because they played the Jags second half of the season. And that's Trevor Lawrence, right? And that yep. powerful offense. And uh, I think, you know, second half, that gives him a whole half of the season to get ready. Uh, get up to speed with the NFL too has had a few games last year in order to already get ready. But now, you know, it's going into a new season. Uh, first game of the year, you know, like you said, Bill Belichick is going to have scheme upon scheme upon scheme with backup plan, with backup plan on top of the backup plan, with more backup plans uh, just to throw whatever he can, the whole house in sink and everything. Uh, at Tua, just just to confuse the crap out of them, and uh, that's that's a good time to play a really young quarterback. So,
1: yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah, I'm really happy to play him there too. Cause yeah, you're right. The rhythm starts building, the confidence starts building. Uh-huh. Do you got to play them week eight and week seventeen. Oh man, you know now you're hoping your offense can can stay par right, and and that's a thing. Woo. Uh, thank you very Everybody much.
2: Everybody saw my eyes get big.
1: <laughs> thank you very Joel. much, Adam Wagner. I think that that's the most conceited thing for Connor and I, that we don't even go crazy anymore when we right? see this kind of number. The first time this number came, Connor almost fell out of his seat. But this, yeah. is, <laughs> this is a crazy number. Thank you, Adam. It we is. Thank it you, man. So much. Appreciate it. 28-14 uh, to 14, New England when TB12 plays BB. BB will have some unique scheme for it, and the fairly bizarre result out of the conference hype game uh, have coupled with TB being the Vegas favorite Smells of Trap game. Apologies for missing a few broadcasts. Go, Pats. No apologies. No apologies. Necessary. Needed, and, uh, dude, appreciate we appreciate it. this. Um, yeah, well, that's been one of the narratives. Let's talk about that narrative since this this comment is up here as well. Brady knows the Patriots' defense. He knows everything that they're going to throw at them. Yes.
0: Belichick knows their offense. I say
1: Brady, Belichick knows Brady, you know, knows how to rattle Brady, knows things that Brady doesn't like, knows how to get under his skin. We've heard stories of Brady getting frustrated in practice because the defense is, you know, doing things to his offense. Uh, We know, I mean, we can go all the way back to the early two thousands, him almost fighting Rodney Harrison because Rodney Harrison was coming in too hard on him in practice. There's, this is it's a heavyweight bout. You know what I mean? You've got a good coach in Bruce Arians and a great coach in Tom Brady taking on and I yes, I do say a great coach in Tom Brady especially offensively on the field like having another offensive coordinator. And then you've got the evil genius of uh, Bill Belichick on defense and you got yeah. Josh McDaniels on offense. Um This game is going to be interesting. This game, also that Tampa defense that's coming back. That Tampa defense that was pretty good during the season and got great in the playoffs. I want to remind everybody how great the Kansas City Chiefs defense was in their Super Bowl run. Yeah. That Tampa Bay defense, I don't care what anybody says, played out of their minds in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. You're not going to get that same kind of performance next year. They're a good defense. Don't get me wrong. That's not a top five defense, though. And they played like a top five defense. And that's normally how teams win in the playoffs. Their defense become top five defenses, even though they're not really there. So the Patriots will be able to move the football on them, whether it's running or passing the ball. The same way, even as great as this Patriots defense, what I I believe is top five, it's Tom Brady. He's going to be able to move the football somewhat. You know what I mean? No, I shouldn't say somewhat disrespectful. He'll be able to move the football. It's going to be a chess match. This could be a much lower scoring game than a lot of people are maybe anticipating it could be. This could turn into a oh. slow, boring game for a lot of the game as they almost kind of feel each other out and what they're doing. And you see that sometimes. Those old Colts-Patriots games sometimes didn't really get exciting until the fourth quarter because you almost just saw both teams almost just feeling each other out. And saving things because if you show if you tip your hand too early, they'll figure it out. You got nothing to go to uh in crunch time. I'll pass it over to you guys. Yeah. No, I
0: I had a similar take last night for anyone who was on Patreon. I was saying that I think the Patriots are gonna win pretty handedly. I'm obviously always overly optimistic, but I think Bill Belichick's gonna come in with a ridiculous game plan. I think they're gonna blitz the absolute crap out of Brady. Um, I wouldn't be surprised f- for him to get sacked six, seven, eight times. I really do think Bill is going to come just totally prepared on that end. So uh, I don't see that being a far off prediction. Um, I appreciate the, uh, appreciate
1: the donation, man. Now, just to to clarify, I did take Tampa Bay in that game. That was to me, both teams were going in three and O and I, Connor had the Patriots leaving four and O and I had the Patriots leaving three and one just, yeah. Just to, and and our final score predictions. I had the pages going nine and eight, which was actually even before I saw the schedule. That's always been sort of my. I think they're going to win two more games. And uh, and Lawrence, you'll be happy to know we both picked them losing to the Colts. Yeah, yes, I,
2: I, I watched your stream. <laughs> uh, my thoughts on the on that game. You're right about their defense in the in the playoffs, but it also helped a lot that the referees decided throughout the entire playoffs to just let them play. They did not throw the flag. And I'm telling you, that secondary for for Tampa Bay, they were doing a lot of holding and a lot of pass interference, very, very physical in the playoffs. And uh, I I, I think they got three interceptions uh, just off of what I would have called pass interference or holding calls, you know, but they let them play. That's the kind of stuff that doesn't happen during the regular season they're going to have to play a little le- a little, little more soft. You, they they can't grab and yank somebody off their route, you know, that's just that's that's illegal <laughs> during the regular season. And um that's that's going to be a problem because the Patriots offense have got skill players now. And that's going to be fun to watch because they they got skilled players against that Tampa that is very physical. So it just depends, you know, who? Which side gives? Also, there's players in that front seven on New England now that Tampa or that Brady doesn't know anything about. Right? There's there's a lot of good players that Brady knows nothing about. And he's going to have to feel them out in the first uh, probably quarter of the game uh, to see wh- whether or not there's going to be pressure uh, coming from uh, Barmore or Judon or you know wherever. So. Uh this is gonna be an interesting game. I love the game. I don't I haven't made a pick on it yet, but I, I think this is gonna be a fun game to watch.
1: And that's gonna be and that's gonna be something too that if if the Patriots if Barmore performs the way I hope he performs, and 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 again, he's not DeForest Bachner, he's not Aaron Donald yet. He'll probably never be Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's a freak of nature, but if he can get pressure up the middle, that is something the Patriots have not been able to do. Since Vince will fork left in two thousand and fourteen, so that's something that Tom Brady won't be used to in New England is that middle type of pressure, and again, even with the run game, you know with Fournette coming at them and stuff. Uh, I was on that round table last night and I talked about Davin Gotcha and Henry Anderson. And believe it or not, the Dolphins guy was like, yeah, those are two underrated signings because people are all looking Mm -hmm. at the big names. Those are two underrated. Those are run stoppers. You got one guy who can set the edge. You can got one guy who's going to clog the middle. But he said, basically with those two guys, you're going to force people to become one dimensional. If you got Henry Anderson on the right, Gotcha in the middle, you're going to be forcing pitches to the left. All your linebackers are going to be sitting ready, waiting for them to come up, which, by the way, bids well because the Patriots got to play some good running teams. Uh, Indianapolis, Cleveland, you know, and I'm not talking like running quarterbacks. I'm talking, you know, Nick Chubb, the trio of running backs in Indianapolis, uh, Kareem Hunt and Cleveland. You know, uh, uh, Miami's going to have a good run game and I'm sure there's other teams I'm just not thinking of right now, but there's some good running teams the Patriots are going to play, and the Patriots really did set up for, A, the mobile quarterback, but also, B, to stop the good running backs in the NFL right now. Did, did you name Derrick Henry? Oh, yeah, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a different beast all to get <laughs> Derrick Henry is going to eat, right? Derrick Henry is going to get his yards no matter who he plays. Yeah. It's, it's making sure that that's all they are. Right, you don't. What you don't want is, and I think the thing is with Derrick Henry, they lost a lot in Tennessee offensively. They lost Jonu Smith. They lost Corey Davis. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they lost a couple of names that maybe maybe they weren't on the top of the stat sheet last year, but they contribute to those top of the stat, the stat sheet guys to get there. And if that passing game's not working the way it was last season, which I don't expect it will because they did lose some players, as good as Derrick Henry is, when you turn a team one-dimensional, you start stacking the box at eight. Yeah, he's going to run some people over. He's going to manufacture yards all on his own. You know what I mean? That's just who Derrick Henry is. But that's what, you know, not to the same extent, but that's what Damian Harris did last year that didn't result in winning football games that resulted in some big individual plays that resulted in Patriots, maybe being competitive in games, but when you just stack eight and you're comfortable going one-on-one everywhere else on the field with a, with a high safety, it it, it gets very difficult, right? It gets, it gets very difficult. And that could be the Tennessee offense this year. Uh, Again, thank you to Adam, Chris Sommers. This one shocked me. If Brady retires with the Buccaneers, I'm done with him. Wow! Now anybody who knows Chris Somers, this is like mm-hmm. huge. Tom Brady is a father to him. Yeah,
0: wow. I mean, it's, Scam Newton
1: comes from his hate of of <laughs> his love of Tom Brady. So yeah, that's a serious thing, uh, guys. At this point, I don't think that Dylan is going to join the show. Uh, I which, guess not, huh? So maybe tomorrow. Was, <laughs> There was a lot I wanted to get to, so I'm going to get to this one. Rob, our former Patriots linebacker, Rob Ninkovic, says that he would throw around Tim Tebow as a tight end, and I want to just read you his quotes. He said, quote, if you threw a helmet and shoulder pads on me, and I haven't played in four years, I would be able to throw around Tim Tebow as a tight end. You can't hide on a football field. You can't go out in left you you can go you can't go out in left field and just go somewhere uh when you're on that field and you put the pads on you're exposed that's why i love the game when you put pads on uh someone's talking you say all right let's put pads on let's see who the tougher guy is you can see the people who can play you can see it with your eyes the film doesn't lie because once the film is on you're gonna be exposed I just had this vision of Rob Ninkovich, who was just a little pit bull, just ragdolling Tim Tebow all over the football field. Lawrence, I don't know if you and I have talked about this. If we have, I've totally forgotten. What are your thoughts on 33-year-old Tim Tebow now leaving baseball because I guess he's realized he's not going to make it as a major league player, doesn't need the money, just so badly wants to be a professional football player, reuniting with Urban Myers as Florida coach, Mentored by the by the late Aaron Hernandez um, as a tight end, I guess. Uh, what are your thoughts on 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 Tebow returning to the NFL? Is this a publicity stunt? Is this Tebow? What is a thirty three year old Tebow oh. going to do? Converting positions now,
2: not a lot. Um, but at <laughs> the same time, um, obviously, I I don't think I don't think Myers going to Meyer signs him thinking. He's not going to do any playing. I'm just giving him some money. You know, right, you don't do that. You have 53 men on your roster, right? I think he's signing him to give him a chance. Uh, is he gonna have a chance to be the starter? Most likely not. Even on Jacksonville, where tight end is a need. But it's possible he could be a third stringer, you know. I mean, you never know. Uh he was a very athletic guy. He was when he was came into the NFL, they they were uh, listing him as he'd be a better tight end than a quarterback, right? So I don't know. I, I'm I'm not going to bury Tebow in this situation. He's just trying to keep his dream alive by doing whatever is necessary to stay in the NFL. And if if anyone but Urban Meyer, uh, he wouldn't have a shot. I I, I get yeah.
1: that. I understand that. Yeah, but. And- there's but I think a, Urban
2: might know how to use him, and I think he's going to take a chance on him. And I think that's what's going on.
1: There's been guys like Des Bryant who are furious. Oh, yeah. After they sat around waiting for someone to sign them. And now Tim Tebow just comes back, converts mm-hmm. positions. And it's not like he's a young Tim Tebow. Like because I think mm-hmm. the I believe if I'm correct, so he Tebow was playing for the or was on the Patriots squad the year the whole Aaron Hernandez got arrested. Yeah, and the Patriots wanted to convert him to tight end at that time, but he wanted to pursue his career as a quarterback, and then he left, and you know whatnot, right? Yeah. Um, but that was years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh, I know. Oh, You're yeah. an Old man now. So, but
2: I, I again, think- like I said, you know, tight ends that uh, uh, they can last a little bit longer than some of your skill position guys. And he, I mean, if you look at him, he looks healthy as heck. You know.
1: He is, but he oh. hasn't played tight end since high school. Yeah, like you're not you're not only yes, you can maybe play a little bit longer. You're healthy. You're a great athlete, but you're going to learn how to play tight end in the National Football League at 33 years old.
2: He's going to he's yeah, it's going to be a little scary in the first preseason game when he gets that first licking in the you know in the third quarter when you know the third stringers are out there. And he's playing against somebody and he gets lit up coming across the middle. I
1: was going to say, does yeah. he know what it, what it is? He, I know he knows how to throw the ball across the middle and you've got a rookie quarterback who could put you on some suicide passes. You know what I mean? On some mm-hmm. suicide routes, I guess they call them, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're just going to get smashed. And I just, I don't know. I just, I want to see when do you guys play Jacksonville week one or are you mid season? Uh, we're mid to late season. Ah, uh, he'll be gone by that point. I was going to say, oh, I would, yeah. just, I would just love to see that vicious Indianapolis defense just laying
2: Darius Leonard laying out. Hey, just, oh, just
1: Darius God. Leonard just throwing a couple hits on Tebow, <laughs> and and it's again, I have no hate towards Tim Tebow whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like no mm-hmm. hate whatsoever. I just, I just look at this and just think, what the fuck? <laughs> you know?
2: Tebow's a really likable guy. And, he is, and, and 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 to be fair. When he did play quarterback, he was very tough to bring down. He was shifty and knew how to get yards, you know, yards running the football. So I don't, but he's, like you said, he's 33. So really, I mean, I don't, I don't know. We'll see.
1: We'll see. If I would have told you guys in 2013. that in 2021 tom brady's going to be the quarterback of the tampa bay buccaneers julian edelman's going to be retired and tim tebow is going to be the tight end for the jacksonville jaguars you would have told me ray quit the show you're fucking nuts. wtf your, man your career is over <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh william webner thank you man he says it's possible the bucks could run the table uh they're that good. If they go 20 and 0 winning the Super Bowl, Brady walks away. Uh I was late. Sorry if if it was discussed.
0: Yeah, I don't see any teams going 20 and 0. They just made it this much harder with another game. I I don't I don't think anybody's going to going to go undefeated in the Buccaneers. They just aren't going to have that that in them.
1: Every year there's always two or three teams pegged as the possible undefeated team. Yeah. Uh, last year, it wasn't the Pittsburgh Steelers yet. They looked like they had the best chance. The th- whole thing—what I love about football is any team can win on any given Sunday. Yeah, it's—I've always said it. Like it's—it's it's almost impossible not to win a game. I know we've seen it happen, but even Jacksonville won a game last year. You know, even I remember the Jets like couldn't lose enough games. Uh, they were getting scared they were going to fall out of that third place mark and. Listen, I was on Sportscaster. I was in our, our group chat on Sportscaster. I hosted the Sportscaster week one. Well, I, po- I posted all the, the Sunday pregame. We would do a big pregame show on Sportscaster. And we were going through the games and we were running tight on time week one of last season. And I said, Lawrence, I'm sorry, we're going to skip Indian and Jacksonville because we know what's going to happen. And we all just said Indy, and then we went on to discuss other games because there was no point of discussing Indianapolis and Jacksonville. Well, Lawrence and I at 7 o'clock that night had to do the Sunday night football pregame show, and Lawrence came on. And Lawrence don't swear on air, but Lawrence will swear off air. I'm going to let you guys get on a little bit of a secret. And he came on, and I hosted the Sunday night – I did all the pregame shows. I hosted the pregame shows. And Lawrence came on, and he was like, what the fuck was <laughs> – <laughs> So any team can win on any given Sunday. That's how yes. I Yes. Do you yeah. remember that day, Lawrence?
2: Not particularly, but I can imagine
1: we that's rode how you. I would have. We rode you for a week after that. Oh, we well, just-
2: yeah. But to be <laughs> fair – and it's true. It's frustrating. Every team in the NFL drops a game in their own division they should win because division games, those teams know each other very well. And I came to that conclusion uh, week one of last year. I was like, we're going to lose a game. <laughs> it's Jacksonville. <laughs> now, we now we rolled Jacksonville the next time we played them, yep. you know, uh, to, a, to a tune of 253 yards by Jonathan Taylor running the football. But, no, uh, it, yeah, it, I could only imagine. So, yeah, there, there, there's games that – this is what really ticks me off about when the schedule dropped and all these people are were like, we're gonna, we should never lose to this team or never lose to this team. And I see this team winning this many games because there's that much better than all the other teams. You know, there's only two teams that might be better than them or some crap like that. And you're like, but they're going to lose games they should win because – no team goes throughout the whole season beating everyone that they're supposed to beat.
0: That's very you know? true.
1: No, and, and on paper, it's always easier to look on paper because, I mean, and I'm not wishing this on anybody, but Godwin and, and Evans could go blow their ACLs in, in preseason and your two top receivers are gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now you got an old Antonio Brown, an old Rob Gronkowski, and Scotty Miller, and maybe you're begging – an old, beat-up, decrepled Julian Edelman to come out of retirement and try to give you a chance. You're no longer a dominating offense anymore. Um, Maybe Tom Brady can't will his team the way Belichick could will the Patriots not to have that Super Bowl hangover. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe Evans and Godwin got a little fat in the offseason. I'm not saying they did. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they did. You never know, right? You never know. I mean, listen. I know they went to the Super Bowl last year, but we talked about it on this show. We talked about it on Sportscaster every Sunday. There was never a point last season that we were impressed with the Kansas City Chiefs Uh where where we looked at them and said that's the best team in football. We Uh didn't. Even when they were winning, we never watched the Kansas City game and said, oh yeah, that's the best team in football. They still went to the championship, but it's you never know, and they came off a year where they looked like the best team in football. The best team in football won the Super Bowl that season. They were supposed to be the best team in football last year. They weren't. Because they had,
2: you could see, you know, watching the games, you could see this team is not complete. They are overcoming deficiencies, you know. Whereas you look at the Buccaneers right last year, and they look like a complete team, just like William Weber here says, you know, they just look that good on paper. They had the exact same team this year that they had last year. Guess what? They went 11 and five. They didn't even come close to running the table.
1: Yeah. And and that's a team and that's a team that Almost lost to the Giants. That's a team that, you know, could have been 10 and 6. That's a team that, and of course, okay, they could have beat Chicago, but there was times they looked bad last year. They Now, they came together. What a championship team does is they come together when you need to come together. That's down the stretch. That's, you know, in the big games. That's a team that dropped two games to New Orleans. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's a team that didn't win their division. And again, on paper, yeah, they look like a great team. Yes, they're the defending champions, but what does the Dominican Sioux look like this year? You know what I mean? What do some of the older players look like this year? If Brady loses an inch, an inch, nothing significant, but loses an inch, it changes the offense a little bit. You never know year to year. I'll agree with you. On paper, they look great. But I don't look at any team and ever predict undefeated because I always think I can look at a game and be like, they could lose that game. Even if you think they're the better team, you're like, they could. Don't count Atlanta out. And they have to play them twice. You know what I mean? Atlanta is going to be a good team this year. I'm telling you guys that right now. They decided to go with Matt Ryan. They made moves to improve that team. Atlanta is not going to be a pushover. And, you know. Maybe Sam Darnold explodes with Carolina. I doubt it, but maybe, you know, Sam Darnold, you know, we've, Lawrence, you and I have talked about Sam Darnold a lot, and we both said that that kid needs a, a change of scenery, mm-hmm. right? So there's going to yeah. be some tough games that they got to place, that the Bucks got to play. So I get what you're saying. I'm not trying to dispute it with you because, oh, I don't know, Brady's not going to go undefeated. I just, I, I can never come out and say any team is going to run the table.
2: No, and like you said earlier, there's a lot of older players on this team now that are going to come to that cliff. JPP is 32 now, you know, Uh, a lot of pass rushers and a lot of wide receivers. They hit that 30 to 33 mark, and it's like, I mean, a massive cliff. It goes from they're able to do their job at a high level to they shouldn't even be on a team anymore. And yeah. some
1: some of those older guys now that they won the Super Bowl, there's a little bit of pressure off, right? Yeah. A little, they got their ring now. A couple of them got paid. You know what I mean? And they'll they'll feel the the pressure will be off. I think the young guys, the Godwins, the Evans, they'll still be hungry. Tom Brady is is, is you can't look at Tom Brady's drive and expect everybody to have the same drive. The reason Tom Brady is performing at the levels he is at his age is because he's a freak. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's because. A, he's taking care of his body. B, he's been very lucky not to have any big structural injuries outside of his ACL tear in 2008. You know, he didn't have a Peyton where his, his, his spine got, you know, had to be fused. And and a broken bone has nothing to do with pliability, guys, just so you know, nothing to do with pliability. Um, ACL tears, yeah, maybe ACL is that kind of thing, but breaking bones, that kind of thing has nothing to do. So he's gotten lucky in that standpoint. But some of those other guys that are aging on that team, you may not, they may not be as motivated and i know you're saying they should be but i mean we had a whole discussion this year connor and i when all those players came out and said that they're you know they're motivated to get paid not to win championships like there's players and then all those players that that remember that that secret anonymous ballot that went around to players do you enjoy playing football and 44 percent of nfl players came back and said no like, forty their job. Yeah, forty four percent of the, N- in the NFL. That's their job. They go to work just like mm-hmm. we go to work, and they get paid to play football. So there's no desire to win a Super Bowl. They just want to go out. They got a desire to be paid. And if some guys got paid, they may not have a desire to put in those little bit of extra reps that they were. So that's just where it changes year to year. Again, I'm not trying to get into a big debate with you, William. And I'm not saying you're out. I'm not even saying you're off base to say what you said. Mm-hmm. It's just because of all those little things. I can't say anybody's going to run a table. Yeah, I, I just don't. I sure. don't think.
2: I don't think uh, another thing like what Connor said. I mean, with that extra game during the season, I just I don't think that it'll ever happen again.
1: Me neither. Yeah. Go kart kid says I watched him a Mac Jones film and I'm a believer. I hope it was Lawrence's film room on on Mac Jones. Let's
0: go. Yeah,
1: um, I will too. I'm a believer in Mac Jones as well. And over on Patreon, we talked about this in depth. I'll just tell you really quickly. I found out that during the senior bowl, he was kicked out of the building twice because it was closed. And he was in there watching film uh, just for the senior bowl. That guy was up till midnight and getting kicked out of the building because the building closed at midnight. And he was in there watching film. I like that. I like when play. You know who did that? Peyton Manning did that. Brady did that. You know? And I like when guys had that kind of drive to succeed. So I'm a, I'm a, I, I I'm not going to say I'm a big believer. I'm going to say I, I, but I love Mac Jones, and I think that if the if the stars align, we we have our future quarterback. Uh, love vibration nation says, who will be the <laughs> better 2021 tight end, Tebow or Dalton Keen? Matt Lacoste. <laughs> <laughs> if oh I had to pick between God. these two, I'm very confident, Dalton Keen. Uh, yeah, I would take Dalton Keen as well because Let's I think go. I think he's going to play more of that H back role. I, he knows how to play fullback. Dalton Keane's a fucking tight end. Um, I'm going to go with Dalton Keane. I think I just lost Ray. Oh yeah, I lost him too. Bo as well. So I'm going to Keane. Lawrence, what do you think?
2: I, I think I think that uh, this is a trick question because I don't know if 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 uh, a certain guy, quarterback turned tight end, will even be uh playing uh well we don't <laughs> know if
0: 2021 King, we don't
1: know if i know is gonna be playing neither, neither
0: of them might catch a pass
1: yeah <laughs> of them, yeah yeah i here's what i'll guarantee both of them will be at some sort of camp yeah and uh who performs better in their camp we'll, we'll see how they both look at the end of july I'm not willing to put a bet or put any money on this. I'll Uh, say that Tim Tebow looks
2: better in his training camp because there's not going to be a Jaguar anywhere that's going to want to hit him.
1: (laughs) There you go. That's fair. All right, guys. We appreciate you all coming in. Connor and I will be back next Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern time live here on Sportscaster. And we do have a special guest lined up for that show coming in at 945. So don't miss that. Uh, Lawrence. We're going to re-up the film rooms again to start next Friday again. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, You're going to be doing um, uh, Mm -hmm. Ramadre Stevenson. Make sure to let me know how much I owe you for that. Right. And uh, we
2: have another super chat. Just want to hit you with it.
1: Oh, man. I forgot to close the chat. Bruce, Patreon subscriber, appreciate you. But remember the Deer Pat Station Loyalty Club. We're trying not to call Patreon anymore. Member of the of the Deer Pat Station Loyalty Club on Patreon. I don't see the Bucks repeating. Repeating is on the head coach being able uh to keep the DO and special teams focused. I don't see Arians being that coach.
0: Well, good thing he lets Tom Brady coach, unlike the Patriots did. So that might give him a little bit more of uh a, a chance there. But I don't think they repeat either.
2: I think this is where Bruce Arians has actually got his uh, board out, <clears throat> not writing up stuff, but taking notes. <laughs> I think Hopefully. that's legitimately that mm-hmm. way, you know, he knows how to handle guys like Tom Brady, you know, on, 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 you know, playing football. That way, when he gets somebody that's similar to Brady later down the road, then he knows how to make those calls. That's how I see Arians, because uh, we all knew. That Tom Brady was not going to be quarterbacking Bruce Arians' uh, game plans because he's a guy that chucks it downfield and lets him sit back there, and Brady don't do that.
1: Arians tried even. it for Arians tried it for a while, mm, and, yeah. it, and it wasn't happening. I've also wondered how how motivated Bruce Arians is going to be. Right, mm-hmm. um, this is a guy that retired. Don't forget, and then came out of retirement. He has his finally got his coveted Super Bowl as a head coach. I know he won one with Peyton, and he won one with Ben Roethlisberger, but as a head coach, he has his coveted Super Bowl, and I just, to me, I've just wondered uh, how motivated he'll be. All right, guys, thank you. I'm closing the chat now, okay? No more Super Chats. If you pop it in, I will not see it. We will not put it up. We gotta call this an end. We gave you guys an extra 18 minutes, because we're only on here a couple days a week. Uh, Again, we'll be back on Monday, uh, so come check that out. Uh, I'm gonna be Emailing Gabby, asking her for the latest edition of Boston Balling. That'll be up on Sunday. Uh, Sarah's still not back. She is still on the mend. Um, She is out of hospital now, as we know. So we are thrilled about that. And as I said, she'll be back when she's back. Don't ask us questions. My, as the owner or whatever, I have told Sarah, you come back when you're healthy and ready. Whenever that may be, because I don't want a half a Sarah. I want a full Sarah. I don't want a relapse. I want you to be healthy. Come back when you're ready to go. That could be next week. That could be a month from now. Stop asking me because we don't have a date. When she tells me I'm ready and she feels healthy, she's back. Lawrence, before we do cut away, though, first of all, we appreciate you coming on. You will be back next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Let the people here, though, know where they can find you, find your channel. You put out good stuff. I crash your live stream sometimes, throw a super chat, talk some shit, and then run away. Uh, but want to tell the people where they can find you um, and connect with you all over the worldwide internet. You can find me. I'm Lawrence Owen, man. I cover the Indianapolis Colts. That's
2: right. Those Indianapolis Colts. But I cover the rest of the NFL as well. And, uh, you know, I'm the outsider here For Deer Pats Nation, and I do their film room So, uh, obviously, you could find me here You can check me out on Instagram and Twitter At Colts underscore Law I have a Colts Law uh, Facebook page Which you could feel free, you know uh, Ask to join I'll accept you, no problem And then, of course, Lawrence Owen Right here on
1: YouTube Yeah, buddy Ladies and gentlemen, Dylan did not DM me He will not be coming on the show I am shocked. Two straight days, I've invited trolls to join me on the show. Two straight days, they've blocked me. So, Par for the course. Par for the course. They are pussies. Please let them know I said that because I can't because they blocked me. Um, one called me a loser. One wished cancer on me. Fuck you both. Lawrence or no, Connor. No, Lawrence, thank you for coming on. That's what I want to say. Thank you. Oh, I
2: appreciate me allowing me to come on since we was able to uh since we had to skip yesterday, basically, you know? So yeah, no,
1: I'm I'm pretty sure all those donations came in because you were on anyways. So that's nice. how I'm gonna live. Uh Connor. Thank you for being such a great partner. This is a sad day. Guys, this is my last show. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I'll be back Monday. Connor, tell me about those Patriots. They're going to be legit just like the Colts, kid. We want to thank all of our Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members over at patreon.com slash Sports For only $5 a month, Connor and I record an exclusive webcast Sunday through Thursday. So if you like all the free content that we offer here, can I suggest that you check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash sports. We don't have any tiers. We don't charge you for different levels of access. We have one tier at one cost, five bucks. You'll get five webcasts a week, and you can participate in our Patreon exclusive live stream every second Friday. You can hang in the chat, you can join Connor and I on the screen and have a voice-to-voice conversation with us and other Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members, but in order to get the content, you have to join the club, and you can do that by going to patreon.com slash DPN Sports. if you'd like to check it out. We have left a link to the Deer Pats Nation Patreon page wherever and however you are listening or watching. And, guys, there are many different ways that you can support Deer Pats Nation, but the only way that you can do that in style is by visiting the Deer Pats Nation merch shop over at teespring.com slash stores slash DPN. And when you're there, get your hands on the newest DPN apparel, t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, whatever you want. Get it all at our merch store at teesprings.com store slash DPN. For your convenience, we've left a link to our merch store in the description or wherever you're listening or watching this show.
2: Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle. And that there's something bigger
0: going on that's bigger than all of us.